What's up and happy Tuesday. I know, I know, I'm a day late. So I was going to record yesterday, but I didn't have time to watch the two-hour um, Seeking Sister Wife. And I really liked recapping it, although it makes watching the show very different because I have to take notes and try to remember all the important things. But I really enjoyed that last week. So I wanted to make sure to um, include that. Uh, If you noticed last time, my podcast got cut off because I went over an hour. So the app that I use to record this podcast is very low tech. I'm literally talking into my phone. But hey, we're getting her done. Whatever. One day I'll be talking into a microphone with headphones on. Super legit. But today I sit at home, in my study, all cozy, speaking into my phone. But anyways, it's the Anchor app, and you can only record for one hour at a time. So I've got to pay attention to uh, timing tonight. I don't know if I have an hour's worth of stuff to talk about or not, but I, I want to be able to sign off and say goodbye to you properly this time. Okay, so where did we leave off? Last week... I had the whole, um, uh, it's not E. coli, here we go again, jeez Louise, starting off strong, God, (laughs) listeria, listeria, the whole listeria scare, did not have listeria, but I did have the freaking plague for the whole rest of the week, like, so sick, on and off all week with really bad stomach pains and really fatigued. It was just really weird. All last week, all last weekend, I managed to work and do things, but it was just a really slow, yucky week. We spent the entire weekend, Stephen and I, in bed. Thankfully, Stephen's parents were so amazing. They took the girls on Friday night and Saturday night um, so that we could Oh, excuse me. God, I'm such a good host. Um, So that we could lay in bed and just recover. Today is the first day that I fully feel back to myself. Um, And what time is it now? It's 8.23. I'm officially exhausted this evening. But I felt better today. Um, 21 weeks pregnant. I feel like I'm like 43 weeks pregnant. I feel so old and rickety and out of shape. So uh, on Saturday, I, I in, in my um, plague, I had this brilliant idea that I needed to get up and get moving. And I wanted to work out. But I didn't want to go to the gym and I didn't feel like doing a ladies edge workout because that was way too intense for me at the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do some body weight stuff. Um, so this is, I'm ashamed to discuss this with you, but I promise to be open and honest. So I'm going to be. So I decided to do a hundred body weight squats. Now, this should be a warm up for Lady Heather. Well, This about broke my bones and my legs. I was sick, so it took me a very long time to finish this because I had to rest between about every 20 squats, maybe every 30 squats if I was really just going. 
Now, I was really focusing on form, squeezing at the top, making sure that things were great. But by the time I finished 100, I felt like I was going to barf. Now, I will blame that on the illness and not how incredibly out of shape I am just for my ego. But it's embarrassing. And then walking to the kitchen, my legs almost collapsed. And yeah, I've been kind of limping around. Uh, What's today? Tuesday. So for the past few days limping around because I've been so sore from 100 bodyweight squats. I'm I'm not doing great. I am not in good shape at all. The good thing is I really enjoy feeling sore. I enjoy my lower body feeling sore. So it's not like, I mean, I hate working out right now. Let's get that straight. But I enjoy the feeling after. And I think that this post-baby comeback, it's not going to be fun and it's not going to be pretty. My stamina is, it's, I'm just kind of a mess right now, but I'm trying to give myself grace because I I literally feel like a 60-year-old woman. Um, I'm considering tomorrow um, working out with some weights, you know, maybe eight or 10 pound, really just pushing it and doing a ton of reps of upper body stuff while I sit and watch television. That's my plan. Essentially, sit and be fit minus the afro. So I'm not proud of this, but I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Um, I have my 20-week scan tomorrow, and I'm so excited about that. I'm 21 weeks. I'm a week late. Who cares? Um, but I'm so excited to stare at the screen for an extended period of time because I've only had, I had one ultrasound, I think I shared this with you, I had one ultrasound when I was eight weeks pregnant and bleeding in the emergency room. That was the first time I had seen Teddy. And then I had my 13-week, 30-second scan. So I really feel like I haven't seen her. I haven't gotten to watch her move. Like all of the magical things that come along with, um, with, ultrasounds. I haven't experienced that. So I'm really excited about tomorrow. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm sure I'll be posting about it on Instagram like a proud mother should. I have been a bit emotional. So last night I caught up on Seeking Sister Wives. We'll do the recap after all of this. And I'm trying not to say um as much. I say um so much. And I know I'm like warming back up into podcasts. So I was listening back to last week's show, sounding so legit, and I realized how much I say um. So I'm trying not to. I'm still going to. It's part of my vernacular. Is that right? It's part of my speech. I am not proud of it, but it is, but I don't want to say it as often. So I'm working on that. I know that's annoying, but I've been emotional and I, so I was catching up on Sister Wives and Seeking Sister Wives. Now, I've never really watched Sister Wives until this season, until the past few episodes. It just seemed kind of boring and not the type of reality show I'd be into. But since I've been so deeply in love with Seeking Sister Wives, and this comes on before that, I'm like, what the heck? So I've been watching it and I don't even know these people's names. He has a lot of wives, like four, I think four. 
and his name's Cody. I know that. He's got one hell of a hairdo. I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it. But I have to say that I really like Cody. I really, really, really like him. And I think his wives, I don't really love any of them particularly. I don't dislike any of them, but I don't love any of them. But Cody, there's something about him that is so lovely. And the way that their family dynamic works just seems so normal. And so, I don't know. It's it's not weird. It's I don't know. I really like it. It's heartwarming and familiar and comfortable. It's this weird sense. So anyways, I was watching uh, Sunday's show and at the end they all moved to their new to Arizona to Flagstaff, right? And so they left their cul-de-sac of all these houses and in the process, you know, moving is so stressful, but moving four total homes Oh, I about had a panic attack for them. I wanted to cry with them when they were crying. Like moving freaking sucks and moving that many people, that distance, that many moving trucks, like just horrible. But in the end, once they reached Flagstaff, there were certain kids, like older kids. One daughter is was moving to Chicago with her girlfriend to go start their lives together and they were leaving behind a daughter and a son-in-law and a grandson in Nevada in Las Vegas where they were and the sadness of leaving the kids behind or them being separated and these are adult kids okay but it's just so sad and so hard and I laid in bed eating Robin's eggs and crying because I can't imagine the day when I have to say goodbye to my babies and they go off on their own. I've just been super emotional. So that got me feeling like all family, God, I love my girls. I never want them to grow up this is such a sweet time that we have right now and I'm just I'm so happy soaking in every moment I'm so glad that as insane as the girls drive me I'm so glad we still have so many years as quickly as they'll go I'm so glad I still have so many years to just be surrounded by them and I'm about to have a brand new baby that is completely held captive to all of my kisses and all of my love and all of my snuggles and I'm just gonna freaking eat it up so sister wives got me all emotional and then um we we were catching up on shameless I don't know if it was the season finale god love that show watched all the seasons it took us forever we were way behind on watching shameless because the very first time I went to watch it, it just felt way too close to home, too real growing up and I don't know, it felt too real. But then the more I watched it, the more I absolutely fell in love with the whole family. But at the end, spoiler alert, when Fiona leaves and I just cried and cried about families being apart and the evolution of life, I'm definitely hormonal let's just wrap that up and put a bow on it so that's my pregnancy update 
Oh, I have a whole section here for a workout update. I think I have already embarrassed myself and told you all of my dirty secrets. I've been doing good the past few days eating low carb except for candy. And I'm actually very, very happy with that balance. Like if I'm eating higher fat, higher protein, lower carb, not completely no carb, I mean, hello, but purposely eating low carb and then indulging. I mean, we made it past the um, Girl Scout cookie months. Thank God. I only ate two full boxes of Thin Mints by myself. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm glad it's over. But now it's Easter candy time. So we have chocolate everywhere. And I have a little beautiful sterling bowl of Robin's eggs, which is like my freaking favorite. And Stephen doesn't like them, so they're all mine. And I have them sitting in a place where the girls don't see them. So I just walk by morning, noon, and night and just grab an egg, pop an egg in my mouth. So I feel really good about the balance that I have. I'm happy to be eating lower carb and I'm very happy to be indulging in sugar whenever I freaking want to. I do want to and plan on getting moving more. I can't even say working out. I need to freaking take walks like let's be realistic at this point. I need to get moving and I want to get moving and I will get moving. Darn it. Work. What's been going on with work? Um, Last week, like I said, was kind of weird because I was sick in and out of it and really just trying to listen to my body. And Steven's been sick too. He was sick last week too. And he is the type of person that when he's sick, he does not take time to rest and get better. And so his sicknesses last forever. I'm like, screw that. I am going to take time and get better so that my sickness doesn't linger on forever. Um, So Steven worked through all of his stuff last week and I rested. I ended up resting a lot. But this week I am focused on finally finishing up all of the honeydew things around the salons that we need to. Getting artwork in place in the salons where we don't have artwork. Um, All of the little things. So I got some prints made. There's um, an Instagram. His name is Jose. His handle is goodjobjose and Jose is J-O-S-S. So good job Jose. And he travels and takes pictures and I ordered a bunch of 20 by 30 prints. And so now I'm getting those framed and they're pictures of like different cities that he's been to so there's one salon there's probably like 14 prints that I got and one of them actually is not one of Joseph's pictures it's a picture of me after I got my tattoo on my back in New York my tattoo says New York (laughs) original Um, but you can't tell it's me unless you know it's me it's just like my back kind of from my neck so you can't see my head to right below my waist so it's really cool black and white but that's going to be mixed in with some of these pictures but I'm buying frames for them so I went to one Hobby Lobby today and found 
six frames. So I think I have 14 pictures. I don't know. I need to open the boxes of photos of the big pictures and count them. But we have, I say we, I mean someone else, Kyle or Gabe or Steven or one of the guys or AJ at the office. Somebody's got to put the little hooks on the back and because these stupid frames didn't come with wire or the little hooks to hang the wire. So it's going to be a project and there's a lot of salon. There's 10 Houston salons that I need to make sure that all the details are finished. But that is my goal. Um, I'm also, we're also hiring for an area manager in the north. So the two spring locations and the Cypress location. Uh, well, I guess and the location that's further north. Um, if you have any good interview questions, throw them at me. Hit me, hit me up uh, on D- DM me. How about that? DM me or comment on one of my pictures um, on Instagram and let me know. I love giving interviews. I love getting to know people. Although I've made a lot of, I I won't say I've made a lot of mistakes in hiring. I think that it's kind of like a first date. Everybody puts on their best performance on the first date. And I think they mean it. At that time, no matter what, they're putting their best foot forward. And that's how they want to continue to be. And sometimes that wears off rather quickly. So I feel like I am a pretty great judge of character and I absolutely love getting to know people more and finding out about them. Um, But I'm always interested to know if there's any good interview questions or any, any interview tips that you could give me that you've been through. That would be really cool. Um, Cody and I are going to be doing interviews. So far, we only have two set up, but that was earlier today. We still have a while before Thursday. So I'll be doing interviews with Cody. And, you know, we've been approached a lot by stylists who want to work in management for us. And there's somebody who's really been aggressive at one of these locations and I told her after talking to her, I'm like, you know what, we will throw your hat in the ring, we'll sit with you, but I will not ever build a position around a person ever again. That's a mistake that we've made. I, th- I feel like that is a, a loving company's rookie mistake. You love somebody so much that you try to build a position, especially around them. That is a huge mistake because you end up sacrificing the needs of the company to meet the needs of this person and my responsibility as a leader is to take care of the entire company not one single person in our company not steven not myself not anybody is bigger and more important than the mission that we're on i will not stand in the way and i will never ever again let somebody else stand in the way of our mission. So I love my people. I protect my people, but not at the cost of the mission that we're on, period. So, you know, we're going to be sitting with this girl as well. And there's probably other other stylists who um, want to work with us. 
I will not have a stylist who's still doing hair. This the working with us is a full-time job, a very 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 full-time job. So I'm trying to open my mind to different possibilities, but <laughs> for a stylist, it's probably like somebody at a church deciding to work for their church. You see behind the curtain and it kind of changes the way you look at things. But if stylists are completely ready to get out from behind the chair and they're ready to be committed to me and our team, then I don't know. I'm kind of opening my mind and softening my heart to that idea. This is kind of silly, but big news and important news. We changed the music, the playlist at all of our salons. So my personal taste in music and what I, the vision that I have in the salons is beautiful, like not house music, but like easy EDM like chill house. I love that kind of stuff. I love when you walk into our salons and you hear it and you look around, like it just creates the vibe and the environment that I want. Well, that was driving our stylists mad. So I finally, I'm like, okay, I hate that I'm driving them crazy. There's got to be some sort of compromise. So I went through with Gabe at the office and we picked a bunch of stations um in the in the program that we use and we've changed it up and I've already gotten feedback from one location they are very very happy so fingers crossed people are happy now if I could have it my way I would turn the volume up a lot in the lobbies but we tried that last week and maybe because it was with music that they hated they complained but I really like, I don't know, I want there to be a, a vibe, a presence, an energy in the salon when you walk in and when you're waiting in the waiting area. So maybe we can work our way back up to that once they fall in love with our music selection. So that's kind of small but fun. I'm going through, I don't even know what else I wanted to talk about here. One day I'll have commercials and all kinds of things. Oh, maybe I do already have commercials. I think I told this app that I wanted to do commercials, but I'm not sure if it's actually happening or not because I don't really know what I'm doing. Okay, I'm just checking on my timing here. Oh, it's only been 20 minutes. Oh, God. feels like it's been like 40. Is that you or me? Okay, so this was a while back. I never watched the news. I'm not on Facebook, so I literally have no way to keep up with current <laughs> events other than pop culture. But we were out to lunch, not last week, but the week before, I think, and we saw on TV that NASA, now it was muted because it was in a restaurant, but from what I remember, NASA was looking for people to take the job of... You had to lay in bed for 60 days. I think it was 60 days. And they would pay $19,000. Now, I wasn't watching the TV when this was happening. But Stephen happened to look up and said, Babe, hey, hey, I, I found your next job. And you know what? I would totally take that job. Muscle atrophy and all for nineteen grand, And I get to lay in bed and watch television. I would totally do it. 
I don't know the details on that, but if you're looking for a J-O-B, then maybe you should check that out. Um, as far as TV, ooh, last weekend when Steven and I were in bed, of, of course we were, you know, binging a bunch of stuff, and we watched the Netflix um, documentary about Anthony Weiner. Now, I will be honest with you, I identify as a conservative in politics, and but I'm very curious about people, and I'm open-minded, and if you take all of the, I mean, I am so embarrassingly out of the loop in politics this um, election season, I just have not, I, I literally know nothing, nothing that's going on. I would like to dip my toe back in, but I've been so far out of it for this long. I don't even know if, I don't know if my life would be better or worse if I started paying attention. Um, but I was so curious because I remember when the scandals happened with him, but I never, you know, I just kind of heard on pop culture stuff, but never knew the, the real story behind it. And it was a fascinating documentary. Now, I don't um, necessarily agree with um, Mr. Weiner's politics, but he is a fantastic politician. The way that he fights and the way that he is so real and so authentic, it's refreshing and his energy like... Now, this documentary was something it seems like he put out it was from his angle so of course I'm seeing the absolute best of him but I really enjoyed it and it was kind of devastating to see what his poor wife had to go through um, but really an interesting show I recommend it I highly recommend it's just called Wiener just such a horrible name but I definitely recommend checking that out I'm trying to think of any new podcasts that I've been listening to. Okay, so I did check out this one new podcast. It's called Pretend Radio. And it is basically about people who pretend to be someone that they're not, kind of imposters or cheaters or liars, and kind of digging into the stories behind them. And I chose to jump into season three, and this entire season was about a church. And of course, I did not even write this down because I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it's about a certain church and the woman behind the organization. It really is a husband and wife behind the organization, but the woman behind it is kind of the scary monster and the guy, the podcast host actually goes to the church and this is like a cult. It's not really a church. This is like a freaking cult church, a cult church. We'll call it a cult church. And she's avoided press. They're very protective and secretive. It almost feels like Scientology. Like they don't just let anybody in um, their church. They don't do um, interviews with the press anymore. Like really closed off. Well, they end up inviting the podcast host into their church service and it's interesting and it's dark and they cast demons out by screaming at people. 
it's terrifying. And it also makes me take a deeper look inside at my parenting and the way that I yell at my girls because this is horrifying. So Pretend Radio is a cool podcast. I highly recommend checking that out. That's kind of like all my life updates for now. Nothing too interesting. Ooh, we're having a crawfish boil this weekend. God willing, the weather holds up. We were supposed to have it on Saturday, but it's 80% chance of rain, so we moved it to Sunday. But it's only Tuesday, so that could change still. It could end up being back on Saturday, depending on the weather. But this is a big deal because we used to have... um, crawfish boils when we were at our old house not our rental but our old house so then that was three plus years ago then while we were at our rental our in-laws were nice enough Stephen's parents would let us have the crawfish boil at their house and while we were waiting for this house for the construction to be done and it went on and on there were so many well I think three years that we had it at Stephen's parents house and so this is the first year that we're having Stevie's annual crawfish boil and it's a big deal Stephen freaking lives for this he has an incredible crawfish recipe he loves cooking he loves entertaining people and I want to get um, a bounce house for the kids oh, we're discussing well no we're not discussing Stephen told people on the invite like if you want to swim you can swim but I'm kind of freaked out about having all these kids around the pool so I might have to fight with him on that but we have a tree house we have a huge deck I want to get a margarita machine I just want people to come and eat and drink and be merry and yeah, so hopefully I will have amazing things to report back about crawfish party this weekend. Okay, so that's all of my life. If there's anything that you want to hear more of, let me know because if I'm doing this weekly, which I am, things might get kind of stale because my life is not that interesting right now. So give me some extra topics to add to this. Oh, okay, forgot, forgot, forgot. Products, beauty products. So I was watching a random YouTube video and I saw as a beauty tip, you know that like Rihanna J-Lo glowy skin that we all yearn for? Well, you know how, you know, you know a tip, you know how they do that? So put your bronzer on, you know, you bronze your face, bronze your neck, put a little on your decollete, whatever. And then you take the Neutrogena Sheer Sunscreen SPF 30. It has a weird looking handle on it. You'll know what I'm talking about. It has this blue kind of gun looking handle, but you spray that on and it stays shiny and beautiful and my mind is blown so not only are you shiny and beautiful but you're also protected from the sun unbelievable who could ask for more i forgot okay so i had a beauty product i'm trying to think of i don't know sorry if i'm letting you down here okay so let's get into the Seeking Sister Wives finale. Yeah, it was the finale. Next week, they go into um, the... Oh my God. Reunion. God, for, I blame it on pregnancy. My lack of brain power here. 
Okay, but this whole episode was about um was about the Snowdens and the wedding or the union or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um we didn't hear about anybody else. They just will hear from them in the at the reunion, which I'm very freaking excited about. Now they the previews that they showed for this episode, the wedding episode for the Snowdens was I was very excited. I don't think it um was as great as I was hoping, but it was fine. So to start off, I really have to say that Vanessa really seems in love with Ashley and Dimitri. Genuinely in love. Surprising, I don't really understand it, but she seems in love. So they're all sitting together, Vanessa, Ashley, and Dimitri in a testimonial and the producer's like so who's marrying who and there's this long awkward pause I'm like oh my god so what so the the plan is there will be a vow renewal between Dimitri and Ashley and then there will be a wedding between um, Dimitri and Vanessa and then there will be like a union ceremony between all of them and of course it's like Ashley just can't step aside she's the number one boss bitch so she's got to be in there getting something she's got to get that attention that just seems a little much for me like this day yes it's about the union but it really should be about Dimitri marrying Vanessa right or maybe I just haven't watched enough of these shows to know but it just seems like Ashley at every given point is proving that she is the freaking boss so um, they're discussing all of the the things that they're going to be doing in the ceremony which begins to sound a little bit stranger and a little bit stranger so Dimitri says that he's going to be washing their feet and that's something that's from his culture so at this time, he doesn't say what his culture is. I'm like, do you mean like your religious background or like, I I didn't know what he meant by that. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to have water, rose petals, and probably some eucalyptus, what did I write? Eucalyptus leaves. He said eucalyptus leaves. Not eucalyptus, eucalyptus. And I'm a total asshole for rewinding this three times to make sure that he said it wrong and making sure that I wrote it down. But I did it. I cannot imagine. I Some of my most embarrassing moments are when I say something, when I'm trying to say something smart and it comes out wrong. I will remember that for years to come and beat myself up over it. But yet I'm pointing eucalyptus out. I just thought it was really uh, annoying and funny and embarrassing that I said that. Um, so my, my question at this time, and he ends up explaining more, but is that a legit cultural thing? Because at first he's saying like, I'm going to be washing your feet because it's going to be a fresh walk for us. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So Steven at this time is laying next to me in bed. This is before he needed to go work. I'm like, well, I'm working too. I'm working for my podcast. Um, but he's like, uh, wait, do they have dots? or scars in the middle of their forehead. They're not the same color or shape, 
He's like, wait, is that racist? He's like, from India, they're perfectly round and red. They just look haphazard. And I, excuse me, I wrote, God, I love this man. Because I do. And I explained to him, no, these are called bendies. And Ashley is responsible for applying them. And she just takes that little marker and doesn't measure things, doesn't make sure it's perfectly between the eyebrows, doesn't make sure that it's the same circumference. She just freaking puts a dot. I don't, I don't approve of that. You know, Steven's an architect and he's raised me well and I don't approve of that. So whenever they meet with a florist, my thought is the florist is freaking hot and maybe she could be wife number three. So all of the families are coming together to stay under the Dimitri, Dimitri's household. So, and apparently Dimitri and Ashley have been together for nine years and yet their parents have never met. That's weird. That's very, very odd. Um, so there's, there's a lot about to be happening. A lot of people about to be together. Okay, so Mother Dimitri comes in town, and um, she, I'm going to tell you what she looks like, and before you send me hate mail, I think you need to look it up and do a nice side-by-side picture, but Mother Dimitri looks a little or a lot like the junk lady on The Labyrinth, that movie. Look it up. Look up the junk lady from the labyrinth and Dimitri's mom. They're the same person. Um, But she's cute, but a little bit bitchy. And so they're sitting on the couch. So Dimitri's mom is the first one in town. They're sitting on the couch hanging out. And she tells Dimitri and the other women that, quote, I don't trust females. Number one, I hate that expression. I hate when women call other women females. It just feels bitchy and passive aggressive and like they're trying to assert dominance. I don't know. I hate it. I just, I hate it. So she doesn't trust females. Yuck. So Ashley actually handled it really well, politically, politically, politically is probably not the right word, but she was very articulate with her response back to that. And Mother Ashley just rolled her eyes. I wrote, okay, so Mother Vanessa comes into town and she is absolutely lovely. She's definitely the most supportive mother in this bunch. Um, Let's see. Okay, so they go for their dress fitting. All of the mothers are sitting together. Mother... It, Mother Ashley comes into town. So this is the first time that we meet her. She's by far the bitchiest. She don't play. Um, Mother Ashley says that she doesn't really understand the relationship. She says, I don't share. Okay, Mother Ashley. Now these wedding dresses are very confusing And I use the term wedding dress very loosely. So Vanessa's is a romper where the shorts are so short, it almost looks like a swimsuit underneath. Her body is banging, don't get me wrong. But the support in the bosom is completely lacking. And from one big boobed girl to another, 
you need some freaking support there, sister. They were looking long. So I was unsupportive of the long boobs and the extra short romper. She had this whole lace thing over it. Um, very hippy dippy, lots of beautiful beading. The color was beautiful, but just a little bit odd. And then Ashley's was truly concerning. So she had a pantsuit, but something over it. And I do not understand if she's pregnant or not pregnant. Maybe she has a hernia. Maybe she's obviously very comfortable with her body, but I feel like she chooses to wear things that accentuate what's happening in her midsection. And her, her little um, wedding pantsuit definitely is no exception. So she also has this hat on her head. She calls it a head wrap. I guess it is a head wrap, but it's definitely in the form of a hat. It looks like... Um, a Baptist Mad Hatter party costume piece. Very disturbing. The colors are slightly off. Like, it just looks, it looks crazy. Um, they look like they're going to two separate events completely. So the girls are doing that. Dimitri is off getting, um, groomed at some, um, barbershop with his friend his friend is absolutely disgusting talking about like well if I had these wives I'd be what did I say what did I say his friend said if he lived that life he'd be walking around with his wang out and be all machismo ew 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 listen no matter I there's something again and I'm, I'm a very empathetic person whether I agree with somebody or not I feel like I can really get an understanding of where somebody's coming from. And I don't understand sharing your husband. I don't think I'd want to do it. I really don't. I think there's some benefits, but you know, in the end, it's just not a life I'd like to live. But even if you don't agree with this, like Dimitri's friend doesn't agree with this, don't be a pig. That is disgusting. But Dimitri is drinking a beer. Like, I didn't know they drank. Finally, in this episode, we're seeing that they drink. So he's enjoying a beer, which really makes me happy. It, it overshadowed his friend's disgusting comment. Okay, so um, Dimitri ends up going more into what he said about his culture. He says it's from the indigenous people of Cuba. Not Cuba, but Cuba, making sure he's pronouncing it correctly. So I need to look up these traditions, the feet washing, the um, anklet switching from the right foot to the left foot once married. Just very strange. So the girls are getting all of the, all of the women that I almost said females. Ew. So all of the women who have come into town, all of the sisters and friends and mothers are getting together for... A bachelorette party, but it's a goddess party is what they're calling it. So they're all wearing these floral headpieces and wearing silky robe type things. And they're going to be sitting on little pillows, like Indian pillows and drinking out of these little, you know, brightly colored glasses. And I swear they have 
like two bottles of wine for 27 women. Now, I shouldn't be complaining because at least they're drinking, but the amount of alcohol versus the amount of women made me very sad and thirsty for all of them. So it's a pretty awkward party. The food looks legit, I must say, but everyone's sitting around on pillows, very awkward. Um, They have a henna artist there doing henna on feet and hands, and it is so beautiful and so legit, and I definitely want to get henna at some point this summer on my feet. Totally obsessed. Um, It's been a while. Like Whenever I used to do hair, I used to do... I had a lot of um, families, and it was really one big family, Um, but I think they were from Pakistan and they would have, no, they were from Iraq, I think. I don't know. I can't remember, but they would have really, really big, long weddings, like seven day weddings, and they would have beautiful henna work done. So this just reminded me how much I love henna. I've never had it done like real henna and I would just love to experience that. I I think it's so beautiful, but this whole party other than the food and the amazing henna, is super awkward. It's definitely turned into a big Q&A session, which you can't, you can't blame all these people because these, the family, it seems like this has happened pretty quickly and the, excuse me, God, I'm so disgusting, but the family and friends, they naturally have a lot of questions. So I understand why they have so many questions, but God, they should have like written an email with all of their thoughts instead of discussing this during the, what is it called? Goddess party, whatever. But they they are asking all these questions and Ashley is trying to explain why she wants another wife, why she wants a third wife. She said that the function of a third wife is to help build the empire. Whoa. And this is where um, the eldest sister of Vanessa asks, well, isn't this just a pyramid scheme? Because Ashley explains, okay, well, we would get a third wife because, so right now what's going to happen is Dimitri's working and then I'm going to, I don't know if she's already opened or going to be opening a dance studio and then Vanessa can be home with the kids. You get a third wife in, then Vanessa gets to work and the third wife can be home with the kids. This is a pyramid scheme. Now, I know that was offensive to their love and to their relationship, but let's call a spade a spade, right? I felt really bad for Vanessa. I think she is super happy and it sucks that people, like she's having to defend everything so much. I do feel bad for that. Uh, actually, Mother Ashley ends up warming the room after Vanessa starts crying, after all of this is happening at the goddess party, which is really surprising because Mother Ashley's a bitch. But there was a warming, touching moment that ended up moving things along and kind of getting that party started, they said, you know, so they could each have one more drop of wine. Ooh, I'm at 47 minutes. I got to move along here. So the person who's going to be officiating this wedding, her name is Nas. 
Um, she is an acoustic sound healer. Of course she is. Because you can't just have a normal officiant. You gotta have something weird. So while they're at their... Um, it's not rehearsal dinner. It's a rehearsal dinner uh, cocktail hour. Vanessa's dad... No, Ashley's dad asked Vanessa how the sex thing is supposed to work. Uh, Father Ashley... What are you doing? Why are you asking Vanessa this? Like, how awkward? Why would you do that? Um, Ashley wanted to lose her shit on the elder sister, Vanessa, because she's questioning her integrity and her intentions once again. And Ashley just wants to freaking punch her. But she keeps her cool and explains to um, sister Vanessa that she loves Vanessa and that she's going to be dedicating her life to her, blah, blah, blah. They heal everything over. They hug. All is great. So here they are. They've made it to wedding day. They're walking down the aisle. Um, and Nas, the officiant, is singing a song that makes me want to jump off a rocky cliff. It is so obnoxious. I don't know if this is from the indigenous people of Cuba or if this is a sound healing exercise that's happening, but it's horrible. And she sings the same song when Dimitri walks down and when Vanessa walks down and when Ashley walks down and then when they wash the feet. And I'm like, oh my God. I was so excited for Heather McDonald to do the impression of this song because I knew she would, and today she didn't even do it. So maybe we have that coming, but Heather McDonald could totally do a replay of this song. It was so annoying and so weird. Um, there's so many colors and patterns happening at the party with the flowers and Dimitri's jacket and the girls' costumes and they're barefoot and they're singing while they're washing the feet, kill me, kill me. Um... It felt very, the ceremony, there was something that felt very Handmaid's Tale under his eye. It was weird and creepy. And Vanessa did get a ring, y'all. It was a beautiful champagne diamond. I'm really happy. I love, I, like I said, I love slash hate the anklet thing, but give the girl a ring. So she got a ring. That was great. Now, when, when Vanessa and Dimitri were saying their vows. Did I say Ashley got a ring? No, I said Vanessa got a ring. Okay, so when Vanessa and Dimitri were saying their vows, Ashley looked down the whole time. Now, I don't know if the sun was in her eyes or if she was mad that the attention wasn't on her, but she just couldn't look up. Um, Vanessa was wearing red lipstick and it was a transferable lipstick, which is just a really, a really bad idea. She should have worn a matte lipstick. Uh, she should have gone with lip sense. You know, everybody's got somebody in their family that sells it. She should have done it. Now, what I thought was really, really cute is after they announced husband, wife, wife, all of the people in the crowd had these little sticks with streamers. So they're all cheering and then waving these little sticks in the airs with the streamers. So cheesy, but also so adorable. So here we are at the reception. There's all of like 30 people at this wedding, but it's still, it's a beautiful event and there's alcohol there. And of course, the bridal party comes in barefoot, just keeping with, 
keeping with the uh, traditions, the indigenous people traditions. So the first dance has to be sung by um, some by their friend who's an artist. His name is C. True, but he looks like my friend and yours, Christopher Joe, Christopher Doe, my old hairstylist. Look him up at Christoph Doe on Instagram. Christopher Doe sang the first dance. I was dying laughing. Um, in the end, in the preview, they showed this juicy explosion with um, Dimitri's sister freaking out. And she did freak out. She was kind of being a brat. She really was sad that um, Dimitri and her didn't get to spend a whole lot of time together, like brother-sister time. Listen, I understand where she's coming from. Apparently, they haven't spent time together in years. But boo-hoo, this is a wedding. Nobody ever, like, it's one of the busiest times in people's lives. So I think it was really inappropriate, her outbursts. But whatever. Um she was wrong. I At the end, everything ended up happily ever after. They danced the night away and it looked lovely. So end scene. Then we open up to what we're all now looking forward to, which is the um, reunion. And so I think the Snowdens are safe and I think the reunion for them is going to be pretty chill I really do think that they're in love I think that their relationship is totally going to work now will they make the next season looking for sister wife number three I don't know the Aldridges ooh, things get explosive with them in the reunion because they bring cuckoo bird I forgot her name the one who pretended to be dead she skypes in and loses her crap so we get to see and hear from her so I'm excited about that uh the winders with husband Kermit the frog I think they're going to be kind of boring and I don't think they're going to make it back for the next season I mean they are a snooze fest the exciting couple Bernie and Paige well uh what is the other wife's name it's not Vanessa, Bernie and Paige, and whatever the other, the attempted sister wife that ended up failing, so they're all together, and the attempted sister wife drops the bomb that her and Bernie had kissed, and Paige loses it, rightfully so, but I am very, very excited for the reunion, and yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me um, open this up to make sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to be ending this podcast and it won't be cutting off. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please, if you're listening, whatever platform you're listening on, I would appreciate very, very much a lovely five-star rating and comment. Um, I really want to grow this podcast. I want to grow this audience. I want to I want to do something with this. So help me help you help me. Okay. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh crap. Hold on. I have to <laughs> open up my phone again. Okay. Love you. Bye for real.